قَدْ نَعْلَمُ In fact, we know, certainly we know, إِنَّهُ That indeed it, لَيَحْزُنُكَ Surely it grieves you. It makes you sad. What makes you sad? الَّذِي That which يَقُولُونَ They say. The words that the people say, we know, O Prophet ﷺ, how much those words hurt you. How much you are hurt because of those words we know. فَإِنَّهُمْ So indeed they, لَا not يُكَذِّبُونَكَ They deny you. وَلَكِنَّ But الظَّالِمِينَ The wrongdoers بِآيَاتِ اللَّهِ With the verses of Allah, with the signs of Allah, يَجْحَدُونَ They reject. Meaning, the people don't have a problem with you, which is why they're saying hurtful things to you. The reason is, that they don't want to believe in the ayat of Allah. And since you are the one delivering them, this is why they're saying all of these hurtful things to you. Now think about it. The Prophet ﷺ, when he conveyed the message to the people, they demanded that miracles be presented. And when he didn't present the miracles, because obviously they were not in his hands, only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who sends miracles. right? When Allah refused... The Prophet ﷺ would have to hear lots of things from people. Such as, you're a liar. Such as, you know, this man, we know that he's not a messenger. You are not a messenger. They said very hurtful things to him. And just imagine, if there's someone who doesn't like you, and then they're saying hurtful things to you, about you, they're passing negative comments about you, would you get hurt? Would you? Is there any person whom you know does not like you, has a problem with you? I'm asking you a question. Everyone knows a person who doesn't like them, or there is a problem with them. So just picture them in your head. And think that they are saying the most hurtful words to you on your face. Or they are saying wrong things about you, comments that are untrue to who? Other people. They're spreading rumors about you. And when you find out, tell me, would you get hurt? Would you be sad? You might pretend that, yeah, I don't care. But in your heart, you're crying. And this is over what? Worldly matters. Imagine the Prophet ﷺ, he would have to experience this all the time. But why? Because of the deen of Allah. Because of the words of Allah that he was conveying to them. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comforts him that we know the kind of words that people say to you. We know exactly how you feel. And you know if somebody says to you, I know how you're feeling, you know, it's okay. They say some comforting words to you. How do you feel? You feel relieved. Even if there's one person who says such words to you, you feel relieved. The Prophet ﷺ is being consoled by who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if somebody consoles you at such a time, what does it mean? That they really love you. Right? So, just like that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loved His Messenger, which is why He said to him that we know the kind of words they say to you and we know that they hurt you. But remember, فَإِنَّهُمْ لَا يُكَذِّبُونَكَ But remember that these people are not denying you. وَلَكِنَّ الظَّالِمِينَ بِآيَاتِ اللَّهِ يَجْحَدُونَ But the wrongdoers, they're rejecting the verses of Allah. Yajhadun is from Jim Hadal. And that is to reject, to refuse after knowledge, after knowing something. That a person knows, but yet he doesn't want to accept it. 
He doesn't accept it. It's like the heart acknowledges, but the tongue rejects. The heart accepts, but the tongue refuses. This is what jihad is. So the people, they knew in their hearts that he was true. He was honest. But at their tongues, they only expressed words of denial. And what is mentioned over here is very true. Because the Prophet ﷺ for the 40 years of his life that he lived before prophethood, did anyone have a problem with him ever? Never. No one had any problem with him. They trusted him. They took his advice. They honored him. They respected him. They looked up to him. However, as soon as he became the prophet, then it was as though every second person was picking on him. And sometimes we experience the same thing. That nobody has a problem, but as soon as we feel that we've put on the hijab, now everyone has an issue. As soon as we start reading the Qur'an, everyone has an issue. As soon as we want to give in charity, everyone seems to have an issue with us. So it happens. Why? Is it because people all of a sudden don't like you? No, they don't have a problem with you. They have a problem with your deen. وَلَقَدْ And certainly, كُذِّبَتْ They were rejected. They were denied. Who? رُسُلٌ Messengers مِنْ قَبْلِكَ Before you. The Prophet ﷺ is comforted that messengers before you were also rejected in the same way. They faced similar denial from people. That everything was fine until they became prophets. When they started conveying, then all of a sudden everyone had a problem with them. So Allah says, وَلَقَدْ كُذِّبَتْ رُسُلٌ مِّنْ قَبْلِكَ So what was the reaction of the prophets? They gave up? They became extremely sad and depressed? No. فَصَبَرُوا So they were patient. عَلَىٰ upon مَا that which كُذِّبُوا They were denied. They remained patient over the denial that they faced. Because being rejected is a horrible feeling. Horrible feeling. Like it really breaks your heart. That you present something to someone and they refuse. Just imagine you bake something for someone and you take it to them and they say, no, I don't want it. Thank you. They say thank you. They may even smile. They may even you know, give a reason for not accepting it. But you get hurt that you put in so much effort to prepare that and here you are offering it to them and they're refusing your gift. So the prophets before, they suffered a lot of hurt because of the denial of the people. But what do we learn over here? فَصَبَرُوا They were patient. They didn't give up. And they were patient over what else? وَأُوذُوا And over that which they were hurt from the word ada. So over the denial and the hurt, the persecution that they faced from the people, what was the reaction of the prophets? They remained patient. Now what does it mean by being patient? That you don't give up. That you be strong. That you keep going on. You don't live in that sadness. Rather you keep yourself busy in something good. You keep yourself occupied with something beneficial. You keep doing what is important. What is wrong is that when a person is hurt, he just sits with that hurt. He just sits in that grief. And it makes him incapable of doing anything. That is not right. Feeling sadness is normal, is perfectly fine. But sadness, disabling a person, that is not fine. That is where you need sabr. That you control yourself and you say, no, I have to get out of bed and do something. I have to get up and do something in this beautiful day that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given me to live. So, فَصَبَرُوا عَلَى مَا كُذِّبُوا وَأُوذُوا 
and wa'udu and they were heard hatta until atahum it came to them nasruna our help that eventually the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala came to them the prophets were rejected they were hurt they were persecuted for years think about it Musa alayhi when he came to Fir'aun how long he stayed over there trying to convince him to let the Bani Israel go everything that Fir'aun demanded it was shown so many signs were presented but still did Fir'aun listen? no eventually what happened? hatta atahum nasruna until our help came to them wala and not mubaddila anyone to change likalimat for the words Allahi of Allah there is no one that can change the words of Allah what does it mean by these words? kalimat plural of kalima the words that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said that promise his help to who? to those who believe in him to those who seek help from him for example in the quran allah says la aghlibanna ana wa rusuli that certainly i and my messengers will be victorious these are allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's words of his promise of what of help to his prophets and those who follow their footsteps so la mubaddila li kalimatillah meaning allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised to help his people and yes they will suffer for years maybe. They will be hurt perhaps for an entire decade or maybe more. But eventually, ultimately what will happen? Allah will grant success and victory to His prophets and His believers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to the Prophet, وَلَقَدْ And certainly, جَاءَكَ It has come to you, min from Naba news of Al-Mursaleen, of those who were sent. Meaning the news of the prophets before you, has already come to you. Meaning you already know about how the prophets before, they were patient over the difficulties that they faced in the way of Allah. And how ultimately Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help came to them. And eventually they were victorious. So in these verses basically, what's the message? The Prophet ﷺ is being comforted. He is being exhorted to patience. That be patient over the hurt that you face. Don't let that make you incapable. Don't let that slow you down. Rather keep going. Keep going on. Keep doing your work. And this is a huge lesson for us as well. That sometimes we have to hear the most hurtful words. And literally it can ruin your entire day if you think too much about it. Isn't it? Sometimes people stop doing what they're doing just because of some hurtful words that somebody has said. So what is necessary over there? Sabr. Patience and hope in who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That Allah will help me one day. Allah will help me one day. وَإِن كَانَ And if it was, كَبُرَ It was great. عَلَيْكَ Upon you. The Prophet ﷺ is being told that if it is really difficult for you, great upon you, meaning too heavy for you, it has become too burdensome for you, you know, because when something is too big, what does it mean? It's too heavy, you can't carry it anymore, you can't deal with it anymore. So if it has become too big for you, what? I'radhum their aversion. Whose aversion? Of the people. That every time you offer them, they turn away. Every time you invite them, they refuse. So if it has become too difficult for you to bear this, it's become intolerable for you, then... Typically, what do people do? Hmm? We give up. Right? Like for example, if there is a person and you cannot get along with them no matter what you try to do. You try to talk to them nicely. 
you try to tell yourself, it's okay, I should forgive them. You tell yourself, I shouldn't be jealous. Right? You tell yourself, I should be happy with however they are. I should accept them however they are. And then sometimes the problems escalate so much that you're like, you know what? I've had it. Can't deal with this anymore. So I can't be bothered talking to them. I can't be bothered to see them. I can't be bothered to forgive them. Whatever. Isn't this what we do generally? Or this is what sometimes people encourage us to do. Ignore them. Leave them. Don't talk to them. Right? So the Prophet ﷺ is being told something different over here. And what is that? That if it is too difficult for you to bear this, their aversion, their denial, فَإِن then if istitarta, you are capable from istitara, ability, meaning if you have the ability, if you can, on that, tabtagi, you seek, meaning you find, nafaqan, a tunnel, fil ardi, in the earth. If you can, then go ahead and find some tunnel in the earth. Nafaq from the root letters, noon faqaf. It's basically an underground passage. Any other word from the same root? Nifaq, hypocrisy. Why? Because the person is two-faced, just like a tunnel has two mouths to it. Right? And a hypocrite goes one way and out the other. Okay? So, if you can find a tunnel in the earth, an underground passage in the earth, then go ahead and find one and go bring a miracle for them from there. Go get it yourself. Aw or sullaman, a stairway, Fissama in the sky. Sullam from seen lam meem. Salam means peace and security. So sullam is a means of ascension. Like for example, a stairway. But something that takes you up safely. For example, if you were to climb up with a rope, would you call that a sullam? No, because it's not safe. Right? The moment you leave the rope, you're gone. But a stairway is safer. Right? You go up, Safely. So, if you can find a sullam, a stairway, fissama in the sky, then go ahead and find a stairway that takes you up to the sky, fata'tiyahum, then go and bring them, bi'ayatin, a miracle. Go ahead. Go bring it yourself. If you can, go ahead and bring it yourself. But could the Prophet ﷺ do that? No. So what is being said over here? That you have to accept it. You have to bear with it. There's no other way. Because what can you do? For example, if there's a person who's a neighbor, you can't get along with them, what can you do? Okay, fine, you can move somewhere else. Right? But if it's a relative, what can you do? Can you change them? Can you? You can't. So what do you have to do? You have to deal with it. You have to accept it. You want that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should change the situation, but there is a reason why. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not changing it. So, in other words, the Prophet ﷺ is being told over here, be patient. Be patient. Accept these people as they are. Because they want a miracle. You can't take that anymore. Then go ahead. Find a tunnel in the earth. Find a ladder in the sky. Go bring a miracle yourself. Can you bring it? No, you can't. So just like that, you don't like a person. Go ahead and change them. Can you change them? No, you can't. Go ahead and cut off with them. Can you do that? No, you can't do that because ultimately they are related to you. Ultimately, there is a connection between you and them. You cannot get rid of them. So, وَلَوْ شَاءَ اللَّهُ And if Allah wanted, لَجَّمَعَهُمْ Surely He would have gathered all of them عَلَى الْهُدَى upon guidance. Remember, 
that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if He wanted, He would have gathered all these people on guidance, meaning He would have forced them to accept. He wouldn't have given them a choice. But that's not the way of Allah. This life is a test. Everyone's given a choice and the faith has to come from within. Just like that, Allah doesn't change people by force. That change has to come from within. You might wonder, why is this person so rude to me? Why can't Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just change them? No. The change has to come from within them. And remember that both are a test for one another. They are a test for you. You are a test for them. So if Allah wanted, He could have changed everything Himself. فَلَا تَكُونَنَّ مِنَ الْجَاهِلِينَ So you do not be of those who are ignorant. Imagine the Prophet ﷺ is being told, don't be like who? Ignorant people. Because ignorant people, they are impatient. Ignorant people, they want things to happen quickly. They want change to happen quickly. And who is this ignorant person? Someone who is ignorant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because the one who knows Allah, the one who knows Allah's names and attributes, then he knows that Allah is wise. Right? And he knows that Allah is all-knowing. So when he's aware of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then what does it mean? He should be patient. So sometimes it happens that you want certain things to change. And you're making dua. But you see no change. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't change the situation at all. And you're wondering what's happening. The thing is that we're behaving ignorantly over there. What is needed is patience and acceptance on our part. We just have to wait. Keep waiting. And if you become impatient, then is it going to help you? It's not going to help you. Impatience doesn't help a person at all. You can panic, you can get upset, you can yell at people, but is it going to change the situation? Never. Typically what happens if you don't get along with people? Fire or quit. Right? But is that going to change the situation? No. Is it going to improve it? No. You quit, you fire people, next time you'll be dealing with people who are even more troublesome. So what is needed is that we have to strengthen our hearts. Alright? We need to become more tolerant. And when Allah puts us in these situations, it is to make us stronger so that we can deal with life's problems. Because life is not easy. It is full of challenges. So do not be like ignorant people who are impatient, who want things to change instantly, because life is not like that. You know, children, what do they want? That things should change instantly. Right? Like for example, if there is a cookie that a child wants to eat, and somebody else eats it, what do they want? That the cookie should come out of their mouth immediately. I want that cookie right now. But can it come right now? No. We can go buy some more, but it's going to take some time. But what do they say? No, I want it now. And what do you do? You laugh at them, just like you're laughing right now. Why? Because that child is so ignorant, he doesn't know that it's going to take some time for the cookie to come. Right? So just like that, it's going to take time for things to change in our lives. So we have to be patient. We have to wait. In Surah Al-Ahqaf, Ayah 36, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Fasbir. O Prophet ﷺ, be patient. Kama sabara ulul azmi min rusul Just like the prophets of determination before you were patient. Wala tasta'ajillahum. And do not be impatient with these people. So wait. Innama, indeed not but. Yastajibu, he responds. Who? Alladheena yasma'oon, those who listen. And if someone is not responding, then what does it mean? That they're not? Listening. 
Who responds to you? Someone who has heard what you have told them. Someone who has accepted what you have told them. Then the next reaction will be respond. Right? Response. So if someone is not responding, that means that they have not heard. For example, you're downstairs, your sister is upstairs, and you're calling her. No answer. What does it mean? What does that mean? She hasn't heard you. Alright? So, إِنَّمَا يَسْتَجِيبُ الَّذِينَ يَسْمَعُونَ So Allah is comforting the Prophet ﷺ over here, that you invite these people, you call them, right? You explain to them, but they're not responding. What does that mean? That they're not listening. They're not listening. And remember, there are different types of listening, right? One is to hear, and the other is to listen, meaning accept. Right? For example, you tell somebody about something, they've heard, but they still don't do it. What does it mean? They're not listening to you. So if these people are not responding, that means they are not listening. And who doesn't listen? Who doesn't listen? Hmm? If there is a person, and you're talking to them, you're saying something to them, but they're not listening. They're not even hearing. Who is such a person? Hmm? They're deaf, right? For example, if there is a deaf person, you're talking to them, they cannot hear a word. They're not listening to any word that you're telling them. Just like that, a dead person. If there is a dead person, you talk to them, they cannot listen. So, وَالْمَوْتَ Allah says, and those who are dead, then يَبْعَثُهُمُ اللَّهُ Allah will resurrect them. Allah will bring them to life. Meaning that these people who listen, who are in front of you, who are alive, yet they don't listen, yet they don't accept, who hear but they don't listen, who listen but they don't accept, they don't respond, they're like who? Dead people. That no matter what you say to them, they don't change. So such people are like who? Dead ones. So remember that such people, يَبْعَثُهُمُ Allah Allah will resurrect them on the Day of Judgment. Meaning on the Day of Judgment, they will listen. So right now, no matter what you tell them, they're not going to listen. They don't accept, they don't change. But on the Day of Judgment, when they will see the reality, then they will want to listen. But will that listening help them? No. ثُمَّ إِلَيْهِ يُرْجِعُونَ Then to him, they all will return. Meaning, for judgment. وَقَالُوا And they say, لَوْلَا Why not? نُزِّلَ It was sent down. عَلَيْهِ Upon him. آيَةٌ A sign مِنْ رَبِّهِ From his Lord. The mushrikeen, they kept saying this. It was like, as if they had become stubborn on this. That how come this man is not showing us miracles? Qul say to them, إِنَّ اللَّهَ Indeed Allah, qadir. He is fully competent, He is fully able. Allah upon on that yunazzila ayah. That He sends down a miracle. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all able to show a miracle to you, to send a miracle to you. وَلَكِنَّ But أَكْثَرَهُمْ Most of them لَا يَعْلَمُونَ They do not know. Because think about it, if you're asking someone for something and they're not giving it to you, Eventually, what do you think? They don't have it. Right? They can't afford it. They cannot do it. So just like that, the mushrikeen, they started saying that, oh, your Lord, He cannot show us any miracle. He's incapable. So Allah says, no. Tell them that Allah is fully capable of sending down miracles. He is all able to do that. But most of the people, they do not know this. That there is a reason why Allah is not showing those miracles. Because if He were to show those miracles to the people and still they reject, then what would happen? Their chances are over. They're finished. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not showing the miracles 
This itself was a mercy on the people. Allah was giving them more time to accept. He was giving them more time to survive on this earth. But most of the people, they do not know. So then they say such things out of pride. Allah says, وَمَا and not مِنْ from دَابَّةٍ Any creature fil ardi in the earth. There is no creature on the earth. And دَابَّة from the root letters? What are the root letters? دَال بَابَ دَابَّة يَدُّبُ is to move deliberately. So دَابَّة is a creature that can move by itself. So for example, an ant. Does it have the willpower to move by itself? Yes. An elephant, dab. Okay? So it doesn't matter how big or small it is, the point is that it should be able to move by itself. A creature, a moving creature. And movement means life. Alright? Movement means what? Life. So it's not just a living creature, it's a moving creature. Meaning a creature that can move by itself. So there is no dab fil ard in the earth, wala ta'irin, nor is there any bird, ta'ir, ta'yara, that yatiru, that flies, bi janahayhi, with its two wings. Janahay, dual of janah. Janah is wing, janahay, two wings. There is no creature on the earth that moves by itself, and there's no bird in the sky that flies with its two wings. Illa except umamun. They are groups. They are communities. Amthalukum, just like you. Similar to you. You as in human beings. Ummah is a plural of ummah. And what does ummah mean? Nation or community. So all these creatures that you see around you, whether it's something flying in the sky or something moving on the surface of the earth, what are they? They're creatures that are communities. They live in communities just like you. And even if they don't live in communities, they are groups, meaning they are species just like you are, O human beings, with their own unique characteristics, their own unique abilities. They are umam, just like you. So why don't you take a lesson from this? Why is it that you want to see weird and strange things that should convince you of the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Are these things not sufficient to convince you of the great knowledge and wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of His great mercy? Is this not sufficient? It is sufficient. But it can only help a person who will pay attention. So there are nations, there are communities just like you. That how Allah has created you, He provides for you, He has given you your strengths and abilities so that you can survive on this earth. Right? And then eventually you will die just like that. All of these creatures, Allah has created them. He causes them to grow. He provides them. He has taught them different things for their survival. And eventually, they too will depart one day. Isn't this a big lesson? Isn't this a big miracle? مَا فَرَّقُنَا An amazing thing is, more of a miracle is the fact that we have not neglected from تَفْرِيط فَرَّطَ To neglect, to fall short. So we have not fallen short فِي الْكِتَابِ In the record. مِنْ شَيْءٍ From anything. Meaning every single thing that goes on this planet with any creature, it is recorded where? In Al-Kitab. Which kitab is this? Where is everything recorded? Lawhul Mahfuz, The book that is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. ثُمَّ إِلَىٰ رَبِّهِمْ يُحْشَرُونَ Then to their Lord, they will all be gathered. Meaning even these ants will be brought to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the Day of Judgment. Even these birds, every creature will be brought to Allah. In Surah Al-Takweer, Ayah 5, we learn, وَإِذَا الْوَحُوشُ 
حُشِرَتْ And when all the wild creatures will be gathered. So isn't this enough of a miracle? The fact that Allah has created numerous creatures that we cannot even count. I mean, if there are ants somewhere, you cannot even count how many ants there are. Right? You cannot even figure out where they come into your house from. You cannot even understand how they can survive the winters outside. You know, sometimes when you see these little birds, and you see them every year, you wonder, where are they when it's snowing outside? Where are they? Because we cannot even stand in that weather for a few minutes, right, with heavy jackets, we cannot even survive that. But these tiny birds, where are they? Who has taught them how to survive these harsh winters? Allah has. And on top of that, every detail about them and about us is recorded with Allah, is written down. Every detail, every movement, everything, the entire data entry is done, it is up to date. It's never out of date because ma farratuna, we have not fallen short in recording anything in the record. And then on the Day of Judgment, everyone will be brought to Allah. Everyone will be brought to Allah. Think about it. All the papers that you've ever used. Do you know how many you've ever used? You have no idea. If I were to tell you that go and find every single paper in your house, would you be able to? No, you wouldn't be. But how amazing is this? That Allah will bring all the creatures from every continent, from every place on this earth, on the Day of Judgment, together, gathered in one place. Doesn't that teach you about the power of Allah, about the ability of Allah? Why do you need to see strange things as miracles? Subhanallahi wa bihamdihi adada khalqihi The number of His creation. How many are they? We have no idea. If I gave you a whole week to count the number of hair on your head, would you be able to? No. You wouldn't even bother to try because it's an impossible task. But there's someone who knows. Right? And as we learn that not a leaf falls except that it is recorded in a record with Allah. And these days you see so many leaves falling. As every leaf falls, you see it falling, you're amazed or you're sad, and then you move on. And when you're raking, you wonder, where did all these leaves come from? I just went for a dental treatment and the guy who came to fix the crown, he was saying that no matter how much science improves or what they try, they can never imitate your natural tooth. Like, your natural tooth are constantly moving and they all join and clasp in a way that, like the cement they create will never be able to come close to that even. So your natural teeth are so precious, mashallah. Yes. So even within your own body, so many miracles. وَالَّذِينَ And those people who كَذَّبُوا بِآيَاتِنَا Who deny our ayat. Those people who deny our verses, our signs, our miracles, these miracles that surround them, but still they deny, Allah says they are summun وَبُكْمُنْ They are deaf and dumb. They are as good as deaf and dumb people. Because they hear, but they don't listen. They see, but they don't benefit. فِي الظُّلُمَاتِ Within darknesses. Because a person who is in darkness, he cannot see anything, he cannot recognize anything. So just like that, they are within darknesses. Man, whoever, yasha, he wills. Allahu Allah yudlilhu. He lets him go astray. Whoever Allah wants, he lets them go astray. Wa man yasha, and whoever he wills, yajalhu, he places him. 
عَلَى صِرَاطِ مُسْتَقِيمٍ On the right guidance. Meaning ultimately, guidance is within Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's hands only. If He wants to guide someone, He will put him on the straight path. And if He doesn't wish to guide someone, then He will let him go astray. Then no matter what you say to them, no matter how you try to convince them, they don't listen, they don't accept. So at the end of the day, you don't destroy yourself in grief over such people. Now, over here it seems as though it's Allah's fault, as many people say, if someone is not guided. But remember that if Allah lets someone go astray, it is for a reason. Because over here what's mentioned? مَن His will. And His will is based on what? His wisdom and knowledge. Don't compare Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to His creation. Because the creation, that is weak. And the will of the creation is based on what? Their lack of knowledge. Their biases. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, subhanahu, He is above all of these weaknesses. So, if He lets someone go astray, there is a reason. And what's that reason? That the person himself doesn't want the guidance. Himself, he doesn't want to take benefit. For example, if there is a person, he's sick, he needs treatment. Alright? He needs to take certain medications. Otherwise, he's not going to get better. The best doctor can be next to him, can prescribe him the medication, can tell him that this is a treatment that you need. However, we need your signature before we can do anything to you. And he says, no, I'm not going to sign anything. He says, no, I'm not going to sign anything. The doctors may be begging him. The family may be begging him. But if that person refuses to sign, can anybody help him? Can anybody help him? Nobody can. He needs to show that consent. And only then he can be helped. Just like that, a person has to show that willingness to improve, to be guided, and then Allah will guide him. And if he doesn't show that willingness, then no matter what any person says or shows, no matter what miracle is shown to him, nothing's going to benefit him. He's as good as a dead person. He's as good as someone who is deaf and dumb within darknesses. May Allah protect us from that. We'll listen to the recitation of these verses. قَدْ نَعْلَمُ إِنَّهُ لَيَحْزُنُكَ الَّذِي يَقُولُونَ فَإِنَّهُمْ لَا يُكَذِّبُونَكَ وَلَكِنَّ الظَّالِمِينَ بِآيَاتِ اللَّهِ يَجْحَدُونَ وَلَقَدْ كُذِّبَتْ رُسُلٌ مِّن قَبْلِكَ فَصَبَرُوا عَلَى مَا كُذِّبُوا وَأُوذُوا حَتَّى أَتَاهُمْ نَصْرُنَا وَلَا مُبَدِّلَ لِكَلِمَاتِ اللَّهِ وَلَقَدْ جَاءَكَ مِنْ نَبَئِ الْمُرْسَلِينَ وَإِن كَانَ كَبُرَ عَلَيْكَ إعْرَاضُهُمْ فَإِنِ اسْتَطَعْتَ أَن تَبْتَغِيَ نَفَقًا فِي الْأَرْضِ أَوْ سُلَّمًا فِي السَّمَاءِ فَتَأْتِيَهُمْ بِآيَةٍ وَلَوْ شَاءَ اللَّهُ لَجَمَعَهُمْ عَلَى الْهُدَى فَلَا تَكُونَنَّ مِنَ الْجَاهِلِينَ إِنَّ 
So what did you learn? Assalamualaikum. My partner said that um, like just like Allah gave us intellect, He also gave intellect to the animals so they're, they're able to survive. And she gave an example of how there was a squirrel in her balcony and he was living there and then they basically chased him out and then they found him there again a few days later or however many days later and he just, he happened to find his way home. So he was able to know how to get home. Yeah, that's very true, that they know how to get home. So who has given them this ability? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The other day I saw that on the fence there was something black. And I'm wondering, what is this? And I looked carefully, it was a squirrel that was sleeping, taking a nap, okay, on the fence. Can you imagine? Such a small place, but it's taking a nap over there. A good, like, 20 minute, half an hour nap. It was really cute. I mean, who's given that squirrel the ability to have such balance, even when sleeping? Saira? Just back to the ants, once I was watching this documentary on National Geographics and the scientists were so amazed at how these ants, like they did an excavation and like so many feet underground, they had such a complex tunnel. And they're like, it's so complex, even human minds couldn't think of something like so mapped out like this. And I really encourage everyone to research it. It must be on YouTube, um, like the excavation of like the ant tunnel and you'll come across it and it was this amazing documentary and they were like amazed like how could these tiny insignificant creatures come up with something like this that we couldn't even do underground in the dark just imagine and they said that the ant can carry I think it was a hundred times its own weight Subhanallah. subhanallah it was really amazing look it up if you could Subhanallah. yes 
I have biology this semester and uh, we were learning about the different kingdoms of life and one of them there's a group called the Protus and they're neither plants nor animals and these creatures are so microscopic they're like really really tiny you have to have like really powerful microscopes to see them and it was really amazing how there were these things called the water bears and I never knew about them and there are these tiny bears that are um, almost they're transparent and you can see through them and they were showing us a video and it was moving and you can't and there's it's so amazing that if, even if you squash it or you freeze it or you put it in an oven to like fry it nothing will happen to it it'll just go into a dormant stage and after that conditions improve it'll just come back alive again and it was so amazing subhanallah amazing alright subhanakallah wa bihamdik nashadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh